Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! We're back for our number two on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Hold on. Am I here? Yeah, I'm here. Jim, you there? I'm here. Okay, all right. We're both here. And uh, Sean Angle keeping us flying straight. I'm here, now, too. i got some sad news to report. There you go. Make yourself be, be known, Sean. Come on. Climb out of that shell. <laughs> It, hey, it's a pit of misery, there, as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> dilly dilly. There you go. Uh, uh, you know that song, uh, Buddy Holly? You're an old guy like me, right? Uh, well, I, I wasn't alive when that song came out. The uh, Peggy Sue by Buddy Holly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. The ori- yeah. The the girl that was uh, the focus of that song that uh, was you know she was written about. She passed away. Oh, I did not from know that. Lub- yeah, she just passed away from Lubbock, Texas. So pretty, 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 pretty Peggy Sue passed away. Rest in peace, Peggy Sue. Yeah. There you go. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> He's uh, on the trigger guy. today. <laughs> Peggy Sue, then you know why I feel blue without Peggy Sue. Good stuff. Good stuff. Peggy Sue. Oh, well, I love you. All right. So nah, you don't want to get me started singing. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Yeah. We'll have people abandoning the show left and right. <laughs> well, uh, hey, let me go over real quick. Uh, I, I, before the show, I, I put together a, a DFS lineup. Then I want to get into more of these games. Uh, we'll quickly go over the Titans, Bills, uh, Packers, Lions. We've got, got a lot of games coming up uh, that we'll go over. But uh, I think Bortles is going to have a good week this week against KC. So, I mean, just as like a, uh, you know... Uh, you know, one of the lineups I'll put in. I mean, you know, I don't love him all over the place, but you know, uh, Bortles, and I have a, a connection with him with D.D. Westbrook, right? And then, See, uh, and I get that. Look, I, I mm-hmm. totally understand that, especially off the game Westbrook had last week. But mm-hmm. the problem for me is, you just don't know from week to week which one of these. Jacksonville could wide receivers Cole, are going to right? step up. Yeah, a couple right, of weeks right, ago right. it was Cole. It was Dante yeah. Moncrief. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they should have to throw a ton in this one, especially with Fournette out again. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I get that wanting to have that stack. I just don't mm-hmm. know which one it's going to be. <laughs> right. Don't make me sad, Jim. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my two running backs, I, I, I put Melvin Gordon, who I think is just going to have a, you know, I mean, he's my chalk, right? You know, you always want a couple of chalk guys. Uh, Joe Mixon. Yeah, yeah. Joe Mixon. Uh, uh, against Miami, you know, no Gio Bernard, right? Uh, yeah, but I'm they just did. Hoping. Did you hear the, the latest news just before we came on air? Coach well, is share, saying, well, share yeah, we, we, we <laughs> don't want to, you know, we're not going to give him his full compliment, Mixon, meaning Mixon, coming right. back this week because he's still, be, you know, the conditioning might be off. And, you know, so right. they're, they're expecting a little bit more from Mark uh, Walton as a, a backup to him. So, yeah, I, you temper your expectations, all I'm saying. But that being said, I still have Mixon in a couple of my DFS lineups yeah. as well. I, I think even with limited touches, he could do well in this game. Yeah. Maybe I'll switch him out for TJ Eldon. I don't know. We'll see. And then uh, wide receivers, uh, the guy you mentioned, uh, I think while I was away, but listening in, I, it was like I was the guy, you know, looking, watching you from, from outside the glass window. <laughs> you, you were talking about Juju Smith-Schuster. Got him in there. Uh, Corey Davis against Buffalo. Uh, and see, I don't uh, like I think, Corey Davis this week. I no? think that matchup's going to be too much for him. Mm. But we'll see. I, I, yeah. I, you know, I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Yeah, you know, it happens. <laughs> it happens, right? <laughs> Took you a second to catch up to that one. It did. It did. It did. It did. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, for, for 2900 bucks. I put in Ricky Seals-Jones as my tight end. San Francisco's given up uh, a touchdown to a tight end in each of their four games, so you never know. And then uh, yeah, it's my flex, a cheap uh, flex, Jordy Nelson, who's been coming on, touchdowns in his past couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, uh, the uh, Titans defense, very expensive. Number one, yes. uh, yeah, so I went with the 49ers against Arizona. Well, here, I'll give you one of my lineups this week, uh, DraftKings. I I do prefer DraftKings because I prefer full-point PPR. Just Mm -hmm, my preference, mm -hmm. what I like to play. Um, So this week, I got Stafford in at 5,700, which I think is a steal. Mm -hmm, I got mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey against our Giants at 8,000. I just think he could do damage both ways, even against a tough defense. Hard to Mm -hmm. sit him. I like James Conner to have a uh, a get back week after a couple of down weeks. You know, even He's the team got a is couple talking weeks about left. Get, yeah, get, nah, maybe we're not sure about maybe. that. Yeah, there's no guarantees I know, about I know. anything. I know, here. I know, but I'm just uh, saying. Yeah. yeah, but that's what got people. But it could motivate him too. It, well, it, it could motivate him. It, it really comes down to them giving him enough touches, uh, which right. they said this week they got to get him more touches involved in this. So I like him this week. I do have Juju Smith in this one at 75. Mm-hmm. I have right. Doug Baldwin at 5K. I have Marvin Jones at 4,700, although that one I got to watch because he's questionable. They're talking mm-hmm. maybe game time decision, so I got to keep my eye on that one. Uh, right. I have Jeff Uerman from uh, uh, Denver who yeah. stepped right in for Jake Butt last week, had a pretty decent yep. game. He's only 2,600, so you know, even if it's a punt to position, it gave me a value to get chalk at flex with David Johnson at 63. And then I mm-hmm. took the Eagles at 26. I, I like the Eagles as a good value this week. Yeah. yeah. At home, their defense is a lot better than on the road. Yes. No. We'll see what happens, right? You think you just put your lineups in, and you know, even if it's a 50-50, you got a 50-50 chance by definition. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, so last week it seemed like I had a 25% chance by that definition. Uh, yeah. Really, I, I mean, really got killed by Mike Williams. Didn't see that just total yeah. non-usage game yeah. coming. Yeah, well, uh, I was really going to mention him when we fly. go over the Chargers game. Because, yeah, yeah we, both you and I were very high on him. And, and I uh, think most people he, were. Look what he, yeah, yeah, look what he did to us. But uh, Makes me want to fly be... out to L.A. and bitch slap <laughs> Philip Rivers in the back of the head. I think this week will be different. I think it'll be, uh, you know, a different uh, situation. They got a good matchup this week as well. But uh, let's uh, talk about this ugly uh, Titans-Bills game. Bills are the home underdog. I have this as a five-and-a-half point. uh, The Titans is a a five-and-a-half point favorite. uh, Low scoring, 39-and-a-half over under. Uh, Yes, I believe that's Mm -hmm. right. Hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, Thirty-nine and a half minus six. Yeah. I have right now. Yeah. Okay. So that's very close. But uh, Bills predictably got their ass kicked in Green Bay after that big week where they just knocked everybody out of their uh, their survivor pools. They got shut out. Um, you know. And uh, I mentioned uh, you know Titans definitely if you could get them on your waiver wire, excellent stream. I mean, uh, already seventh best uh, fantasy defense as per uh, CBS Sports. Yeah, no, they're actually playing very well. Uh, fifth against yeah. opposing running backs, haven't allowed a single score on the ground uh, yep. or through the air to running backs or tight ends. They have mm-hmm. given up six passing touchdowns all to wide receivers so far in the season, but really not a threat of that coming from Buffalo. Yeah, and uh, they ha- doing a good job of getting to the quarterback. Uh, seventh most sacks, and Bill's offensive line just not getting it done. I mean, Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, I- I'm sure a little, a little of this is on him as well. But a mobile quarterback got sacked seven times last week, so maybe not getting uh, rid of the ball fast enough. Uh, uh, took sacks on 14.9 uh, percent of his dropbacks last week. Wow, 14.9. Holy crap, that's big. <laughs> I didn't yeah, yeah. see yeah, yeah. seen that stat. That's tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so with the Bills, I mean, what do you do? I, I actually, this was another one of those games where, you know, I was listening in. You were talking about them. It's like, you know, LaShawn McCoy, uh, seven, nine, five rushes in the three games he's played, uh, you know. You know, you can't blame it all on game script, right? I mean, the offensive line is is not doing their job as well. I mean, is he, at this point, McCoy, you know, 
you're not going to drop him, are you? I mean, is he I can't drop this him. thing? Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't drop him. I just can't yeah. drop him. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's certain players that have done it for so long and done it so well that it really it, it just gnaws at my bones to drop guys like like him or Fitzgerald. You know, real players that have won me championships before. I I have a personal bias to dropping guys like that. Um, wow. You know, it would have to be a real. You know, real solid player I could pick off the waiver wire for me to mm-hmm. drop somebody like McCoy. I still expect him to bounce back at some point. He has to, right? He has to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know either. That's why he's sitting <laughs> on my bench until we see otherwise. But so, I'm not so dropping who, him. So who are, who, who are the running backs that maybe, like, I know some people are uh, taking speculative ads on uh, Deontay Foreman, who may be back, what, was it, was it week seven? I mean, week seven, you can't yeah. Drop, yeah, you can't drop McCoy for, for Foreman, right? I mean, are there any, like, you know, who, think of the, the hot waiver wire pickups over the past couple of weeks that, you know, any of them, like, entice you at all? To drop McCoy for? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> really, okay. no. Um, yeah. You know, Mike Davis was interesting after the week he yeah. had, but Chris Carson looks like he's going to play this Good luck. week. Good luck figuring um, that thing out. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, <laughs> the, the one thing is it really pushed Rashad Penny right out of the picture. Uh, Coach yeah. even said basically he's a special teams player at this point. So yeah. if you're holding mm-hmm. Penny, hoping for the best, now's the time you can jettison Penny um, because yeah. it, it's not going to happen, I don't think, this year. Uh, right. at, at very least, anyway. Lindsay is just outperforming him. I, I mean, uh, Carson has just been outperforming him completely. So, you know, mm-hmm. definitely it, it's interesting to see. I, I did – nobody saw Mike Davis coming. Let's face it, no no fantasy fantasy analyst on on the planet was saying Mike <laughs> Davis was even in the, the picture at this point. So, you right, know, right. It, that just happens. We don't see what goes on at practice all the time. Right. Well, this fantasy analyst, speaking about myself, I was driving into the studio last last Sunday, and I hear the news that uh, you know Carson is inactive. You know, surprisingly, so I own both he and Penny uh, in in a league. So I pull over. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, bench Carson, put in Penny. You know. I, I, and look what happened. <laughs> you know, I thought I was so smart, you know. Uh, but apparently. I got lucky. I had to take. I, I did get to notice. I got. Had time to pull. Look, everybody was saying. They were saying all week, Carson's going to go. Carson's going to go. You should play. Mm-hmm. And then they ran him out pregame and it just didn't look right. So they pulled him out. So it was the last minute. Caught everybody off guard. But I was yeah. lucky enough to where I, I had to pull him. And in. Uh, one of my leagues, Naeem Hines, was the only pl- player I really had to put in that spot, and he came through for me. Yeah. So what about the Titans side? Uh, Mariota seems to be rebounding from his elbow injury. I think he t- tossed for over 300 yards last week. Corey Davis, you've already said you're a little leery about him, but last week 15 targets, 9 for 161, uh, and a touchdown. Uh, yeah, Taiwan Taylor looks like uh, – He's following the script where he was going to be the guy benefiting from Rashard Matthews getting cut or leaving or whatever the hell happened there. <laughs> Seven for 77 last week. Uh, and you know what? He's still only 10% owned in CBS Sports League. So keep that in mind. But, uh, you know. I think Taiwan Taylor is a nice sneaky player this week. I, I'd actually play him over Davis. I really do think Traverius White is going to have a, a, a real tough. I mean, Davis is going to have a real tough day because White will be covering him. He did a mm-hmm. heck of a job last week against Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the the, uh, the Bills' pass defense is uh, a little bit better than their uh, their run defense, and and that brings me to the whole Derrick Henry, Dion Lewis mess. I mean, uh, when you look Derrick Henry, uh, RB fifty six in in uh, PPR leagues, and Dion Lewis RB twenty three, so he just barely breaks into the uh, the uh, RB two. Uh, discussion uh, does Lewis. I mean, Bills have given up the third most rushing TDs in the NFL. Uh, Good matchup. I mean, uh, I can't put Derrick Henry, and I actually own him in the league. I can't put him in. Well, I, I tell you, the, the guys over at Daily Roto, Drew and, and those guys, they, they actually like Henry this week. They have him as a good wow. value in DFS as somebody, mm-hmm. if you want to pivot away from another name to, to go to somebody that's likely to be very less owned, then mm-hmm. Henry is a guy that they like this week. So, uh, you know, last week I didn't go with them. I didn't play Davis just because I didn't trust him, and they really mm-hmm. liked Davis a lot, and I went away from him, <laughs> went to right. Mike Williams, and we saw how well that worked out for me. Uh, right. So, you know, this, this week I think I'm going to take a chance on Derrick Henry a little bit based on Daily Roto's recommendations alone. Hmm, there you go. There you go. They definitely know 
what they're talking about, they've created seven millionaires, right? So absolutely, and, they, mm-hmm. and, and including one of the guys that does most of the work, winning it twice himself. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Why is he even working? I mean, he's a multimillionaire. Yeah. He is. <laughs> Enjoy you know life. No, but you know what? He obviously knows his stuff and he enjoys his stuff too. I'm sure. Well, not only that, but he he's uh, done a lot of good stuff uh, on the side for helping charities. Uh, he built a nice mm-hmm. uh, nice thing up for to help some charities while doing this. So, hey, mm-hmm. you love to see that. Yeah, good to give back. Good to give back. So, what are we thinking about game script over here? With this Titans game, um, think they could cover that? Titans crush him. Yeah, Titans crush him. Look, easy, right? mm-hmm. the Titans are three and one, and they've beaten some good teams so far to do that. Philadelphia, Jacksonville, Houston, and Miami so far on the schedule will be three and one. Uh, they beat the you know last year's Super Bowl winners. They beat a tough Jacksonville team the week before that. They're playing really good football right now, and you know I, I think that trend continues this week against a sad Buffalo team. Yeah, they are pretty sad. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? The next game uh, that we're going to go over, uh, and uh, maybe we could start talking about it, and then we'll uh, talk about it when we come back from commercial. Uh, we we have the uh, Packers in Detroit against the Lions. Uh, 15 and a half over under. I have the Packers as a, a favorite of, uh, let's see. What do you have the Packers as a favorite there? One and a half points and uh, yeah, that's right. 51 yeah. points over under. Yeah. All right. So you got a, a banged up Lions secondary. Quandre Diggs, their safety at broken ham. Tavon Wilson, uh, back injury. Uh, you know, it seems that uh, slowly but surely, uh, Aaron Rodgers getting a little healthier. But we'll talk about this game when we come back. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. And we were talking about uh, DailyRoto.com, and we want to remind you to head on over to DailyRoto.com, DailyRoto.com. It's the industry-leading daily fantasy site that has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners. And millions more in smaller prizes for countless subscribers. Once there, if you click on Go Premium, you can use the same Daily Fantasy Line Optimizer that has helped Daily Roto customers achieve such remarkable success. And if it's sports wagering you're into, click on the new sports betting tab where you'll be able to use the same tools that have produced all those daily fantasy winnings for Moneyline picks. Picks against the spread, game totals, and player props. So go to DailyRoto.com and enter FNTSY for a special discount. DailyRoto.com, the industry website where millionaires are made. Literally. Do you use their lineup optimizer at all? Because i got to tell you, I love that tool. I just do. I mean, it gives you so many different ways to tweak their numbers to make it fit your thoughts and what you think might happen, give you a little bit more insight into what they're thinking at the same time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I love that tool. I use that tool constantly now. There you go. And all you have to do is just head over to DailyRoto.com, enter FNTSY for a special discount, and you too could use that optimizer. That's right. Um, so, yeah, so we started talking about the Packers-Lions game. I'm actually looking in the in the local paper this morning. The uh, They have it as a pick em, but uh, you have the Packers uh, as a favorite, I think. 
one and a half points the last I saw. Yeah. Actually, I'll, I'll yeah. double check it right now. No, that's, that's right. Let's see. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's still one and a half points. Yeah. All right. So we talked about uh, before commercial Lions. Damn, I lied. It just changed to two points as we were talking. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Live that's radio. That's how fast <laughs> it could change. <laughs> it really could. Um. Yeah, so we were talking about the uh, Lions uh, banged up secondary and Aaron Rodgers starting to, you know, you know, he's probably still banged up, but uh, little by little he's getting there, right? Uh, what are we thinking about uh, the uh, Packers pass attack? Uh, we, we're still not sure if Geronimo Allison could uh, could go, right? He's still in that yeah, discussion Yeah, last protocol. I heard he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't cleared the concussion protocol yet, which as if he hasn't cleared it by now, we, we should hear today. If he hasn't mm-hmm. cleared it today, there's absolutely no chance he's playing tomorrow. They know right. that Randall Cobb is out already. You know, really opens the door for Marquez Valdez-Scantlin to, to yeah. get into play this week. But I'll tell you what, the guy I really like, especially in DFS lineups this week, is going to be Ty Montgomery. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. at all if we see him operating out of the slot a lot with Cobb out. Uh, they don't, yeah. you know, he is definitely their best slot receiver once Cobb is not in the game. And I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see a lot of them, uh, him get involved in that. And, his, you know, coming out of the running back slot, putting him in and getting wide receiver numbers in a PPR league is absolutely something you're always looking for. It'd be nice if they could just figure out, like, a, how to use him consistently. You know? Well, that that would be nice, absolutely. But uh, yeah. you know, they're trying to push these other running backs and get them more involved. And you know, Aaron Jones has looked good in his short spurts, but again, he's not really the guy who can protect the quarterback. And with Rogers that's being the situation, injured, yeah, right, yeah, with with Rogers being injured, that's going to limit Jones's touches as much as fantasy owners want Jones <laughs> to see the ball twenty plus times a game. If he can't right. protect the quarterback when he needs to be, he can't be on the field, and that's going to continue to limit him. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you're right. The uh, pass protection issue is going to keep Jamal Williams on the field. And uh, last week, Aaron Jones, I mean, the more explosive, the better running back, you know, uh, 11 for 65, 5.91 yards per carry, uh, got a reception in there as well. Uh, and uh, Jamal Williams, 5 for 18, that's uh, 3.6 yards per carry, two catches for 56 yards. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, like you mentioned, Randall Cobb, out. Uh, Devonta Adams, you, know, you always start him, uh, but uh, dealing with a little calf injury, so just keep an eye on that, but he's, he should be good to go. But, uh, yeah, we may see a little bit more of Marquez Valdez uh, Scantling, uh, fifth-round pick for the Packers. Well, he's definitely going to be the one that, you know, they're going to try and look to to, to stretch that defense out, get him pushed down the field a little bit. So he, he could definitely come into play in this one uh, in a game where I expect, you know, 51 points is a, a pretty high spread this week, one of the higher ones. And I expect mm-hmm. a, a pretty big shootout here. Yeah, yeah. And Aaron Rodgers, uh, seven touchdowns and an interception in his last two games at Ford Field. So he uh, one of, uh, he likes playing there, I guess. And anytime I could mention uh, Lions offensive coordinator uh, Jim Bob Cooter's name, it just makes me happy. It just, <laughs> it just makes me happy. Every but, time uh, I hear his name, I, I, I picture a guy, you know, with a piece of straw in his mouth, wearing right, his overalls, right. with a little baseball cap on. <laughs> you just want to hear that little uh, that banjo uh, string from uh, yeah, yeah, the really. movie Deliverance, right? You know, every time I that's what we want, Sean. Every time I mention Jim Bob Cooter, I want to hear the little uh, banjo thing <laughs> from, from the uh, Deliverance movie. He's working and, hard right now to try. I know he is. I know he is. I know he is. <laughs> but carry uh, uh, on, Johnson. Matt Patricia says he thinks that uh, they've been using him optimally. <laughs> uh, I mean, come on, uh, Patricia. I mean, even your former boss is coming around. And... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw, Jim Bob <laughs> But uh, Kerryon Johnson is the guy I want to talk about. What the hell? This guy, obviously, <laughs> the most talented back that they have. Uh, Ten touches. Uh, that's a three-week low and, and playing time, 37%. Uh, Johnson, nine for 55, 6.11 yards per carry. Why won't they give this guy more work? Well, it's interesting. They keep trying to run these three guys out. You know, 
look, <laughs> again, Patricia, when, as soon as he took over the Lions, one of the first things he did was go and get LeGarrette Blunt because of what he did for the Patriots. And, you know, he still thinks Blunt gives him some options as well so he doesn't have to run carry-on to, into the ground as a rookie. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I want to see carry-on get more work, not less. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what about Kenny Galladay? Uh, you think he's surpassed? Uh, I know you said you put uh, Marvin Jones in your lineup. I mean, he's averaging 83 receiving yards per game uh, in classic uh, PPR. That's already you're starting with eight points a game. <laughs> so, uh, And he's had double-digit fantasy points every week. I mean, uh, to me, Tate's still the preferred wide receiver in fantasy every week when it comes to the Lions. But this guy Galladay, I, I would target him in trades if he can. I mean, he's not going to come cheap, but I just think that – He's got consistent fantasy production in him every week. Oh, no, absolutely with you on that one. Uh, it really came down to uh, to value for me. I, I just think mm-hmm. Jones at his price gave you a little bit more value, a little bit more room to pick up some other chalk players, as we mentioned before, which is really what you want to do in cash games. You want to have you know quite a few chalk players and then a few sure. others uh, just to differentiate your teams. So that's why mm-hmm. I went with Jones. Uh, you know, the injuries out there, I got to keep my eye on that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I like him in, if he plays in this game. I do expect both of these teams to air it out. And this one, Galladay has been a, a solid producer and outproducing Jones. But at $1,300 more, he didn't give me the flexibility that Jones did. Right, right. So what are we thinking about this? you believe the narrative where this is going to be kind of a, a semi-shootout? The the, uh, the over-under seems to think that way. Uh, I'm thinking the Packers could uh, could could win this game. Could uh, I, I'm happy with the uh, the two points too. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I absolutely think the Packers could win this game. I mean, Detroit mm-hmm. has been shooting themselves in the foot uh, pretty mm-hmm. much all season long, and that's why they're one and three uh, in games where they should be three and one by now. But they they just keep killing themselves. Their defense is uh, through the air is playing really well, but they haven't faced uh, a def- an offense like Green Bay except for New England. They did do a good job in New- uh, against New England, but I don't think they're going to do that against Rodgers, even with his banged up wide receiver core. I think Rodgers wants his game, and I think he's going to come out and put up big numbers. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Uh, why don't we move on to another game? How about uh, the Ravens? Uh, traveling to Cleveland uh, against the Browns. And uh, what do I have in this game? What do you have as a spread there? Because you have the live spreads. I have it. Ravens as a three-point favorite, 45-and-a-half uh, over-under. Last time I looked, it was three-and-a-half, but I'm going to look right now live and see what I got for you, if I can find it. Where's the Ravens? Ah, there it is. Uh, three-and-a-half right now with an over-under of 45-and-a-half live from yeah. mybookie.com. There you go. Uh, Mybookie.ag. I always forget that. Sorry. Yeah. .ag. Keep that in mind. Yes. (laughs) So um, what are we thinking about this game? I mean, uh, Joe Flacco. I mean, actually, you know, in one of my leagues, I, uh, you know, we all like to take quarterbacks late. And uh, I waited so long that I ended up having to take Jimmy Garoppolo. And I didn't take a backup. And obviously, we know what happened to Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) So I've been streaming. And, uh, you know, I would have loved to uh, have uh, gotten Andy Dalton, but somebody beat me to him, you know, a couple weeks ago. So I, I think long-term, Dalton's going to be uh, someone that's going to outperform what was thought, you know, in terms of his fantasy value uh, at the start of the season. So I ended up taking uh, oh, Joe Flacco. Well, let, well, let's elaborate on that. I mean, at the beginning of the season, he wasn't even draftable to most people. Most people <laughs> I know, him yeah. such a deep quarterback, too, that he wasn't yeah. draftable. So far on the season, right. he's in inside the top ten in quarterbacks and playing very well. So he's definitely surprised us all. Go figure, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up uh, picking up Joe Flacco this morning uh, off the wave of wire because no one wants to trade with me. I don't know. What is it? that People don't like me. They don't want to trade with me. <laughs> Are you one of those guys that offer lopsided trades? Uh, not necessarily, but, you know, my first offer, what I like to do is reach out to the person I'm trying to trade with and say, look, I'm interested in this player. First of all, are they available? And number two, if they are, what do you want? Because they might come back and, you know, say uh, they you. want player. Yeah, with, with not wanting too much. Right. <laughs> so or I, not want, give them the, you know, or wanting a player that you don't mind giving up. So I agree with that. Yeah. There's too many yeah, players yeah. out there that try and do a trade where they offer the worst possible trade to your side in the beginning and then right, wonder right. why they can't get any <laughs> trades done. 
Uh, to right, me, that's right, just right. ludicrous. If you offer me a trade like that, I'm probably not looking to trade with you again. Mm-hmm. All right, so you know, I'm talking Taz. about a really ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about right. a really ridiculous trade offer. You know, like a, a few weeks ago, somebody offered me Alex Collins uh, for uh, uh, who the heck was it? Uh, for Hunt before Hunt really got rolling, and I, you <laughs> know, I couldn't even, laugh yeah, at him fair. fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what about the, like, yeah. What about the guy or girl that'll uh, send you a trade offer and they'll just load it up? Let's say like a three for one or a four for one, you know, <laughs> of crappy players for your yeah. one good player, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Because that would happen. Usually a stud. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even if you accept that, right? Then then you have to drop people from Three your other team, players. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So leave me alone with that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trading is an art form. Unfortunately, many people out there don't get it. Yeah, and plus, you know what? Uh, the level of play and the level of competition for the individual because of shows like this and networks like this, you know, everyone is that much smarter. So, you know, everyone, uh, you know, doesn't want to get uh, – what's the word? They don't want to get embarrassed by making a trade. That uh, <laughs> See, I, I'll tell you, my, my whole thought process on trading is I'm mm-hmm. looking for a trade that will legitimately help your team as much as it helps mine. Yes. Because yeah, no, I if I can create that kind of trading partner, that means it makes it easier for me in the future to make another mm-hmm. trade if I need to with somebody mm-hmm. who trusts that I'm not trying to rip them off. Right, right. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, if I make an offer, I do try to look at uh, my trading partner's roster, you know, because I want to, you know, I want to let me help you. And then you can help <laughs> me. But look, you know, I'm, I'm going to trade with someone uh, who's below me in the standings. Because I don't want to help anyone who's above me in the standings. I don't. I don't That's look at my, that either. If I can help my I do. team, I do. <laughs> yeah, no. If I can help my team, whichever way, I'm not going to worry about what their record is now. I'll worry about what their record is in week 13. But right now, yeah. if I can figure out a way that helps my team now, I'll make that trade with anybody. Yeah. I just don't want to make a team that's already better than me better. <laughs> you know, well, I usually go into it with the mindset that I'm making my team better and eventually I'm going to kick his ass. There you go. There you go. You're a Tasmaniac. <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> so Joe Flacco, right? Uh, actually, QB 13 uh, per uh, CBS Sports. So just outside of the top 12, uh, giving you 20 points or more in three of four weeks so far uh, this season. So... <laughs> You see? You see? Uh, so what are we thinking here? I mean, is this the uh, Lamar Jackson effect that this guy say, hey, you know what? I better work out a little harder in the offseason and come in ready because this guy is going to be breathing down my throat. <laughs> oh, I think that was definitely definitely part of it. But I, I also think he got some new weapons. He's got a healthy John Brown who who's playing very yeah. well right now. I think Crabtree was mm-hmm. an upgrade for them as well. They got a, mm-hmm. a, a set of uh, tight ends that's playing pretty well. He's got some mm-hmm. playmakers on the field. Uh, in the receiving options that really is continuing to make him play. I think the worst thing they're doing right now is taking the ball out of his hands for these stupid uh, plays that they are putting Jackson in. You know, it really takes away from, you know, building up that momentum as a quarterback when all of a sudden you're asked to come off the field for these stupid gadget plays when you're playing well. And uh, I I just think that they're really hurting themselves with this stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree with you with that. I agree with you, too, that his weapons, you know, have improved from last year. And uh, our old friend, the Air Yards stat, uh, John Brown, second in the NFL. I saw a stat where he's second in the NFL in Air Yards uh, behind Julio Jones. Uh, but, uh, you know, You know what? Uh, if those Air Yards can at some point tell me when John Brown is going to get hurt, because, you know, as we've seen in the past, it doesn't take much. If those Air right. Yards can tell me that, I use those Air Yards every day. <laughs> and you mentioned Crabtree. He leads uh, the team with 34 uh, targets. Uh, I've been a little bit disappointed in his performance. Uh, but Willie Sneed has been coming on as well. I, I almost seems that Sneed and, and Crabtree kind of moving in two different directions with Sneed, with just a little bit more upside and Crabtree kind of, you know, not, not not as 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 fast as he used to be. Not you know, uh, you know, I don't know how you feel about that. 
I don't, I'm not ready to write Crabtree off yet. I, I just think it's a matter of him and Flacco really starting to try and form a bond. And, and you know, the Flacco's obviously have a bond with Brown. We need to see that come around with Crabtree because, I look, I've always been a Crabtree guy. I think he plays better than people think he does. They, You mm-hmm. know, early in his career, he just wasn't getting it done, and it really turned around. And then Oakland let him go for whatever freaking reason. Uh, stupid, another stupid decision by that, that mm-hmm. team. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think eventually his numbers will come back right all right he's been so, double uh, digits in three out of four weeks so you know he's yeah. right in that mix he just needs yeah. that one big play that those touchdowns that we're accustomed to him getting right now we're going to john brown i think eventually some of that comes to him yeah all right, all right when we come back we'll get uh, the taz's take on how this game the uh, ravens and browns is going to unfold you're listening to weekend fantasy update on the fantasy sports radio network From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, along with the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, Sean Engel, producing our show, keeping us fly straight. And uh, you're a big Who fan? Oh, I love the Who. Absolutely yeah. love the Who. You have a favorite uh, song or? Uh, Behind Blue too Eyes. Too many, right? Be my oh, that, yeah. mm-hmm. Just too many memories associated with that song. But I, I love yeah. all their stuff. The Tommy album is in my top five albums of all time. What's the name of that song, uh, Teenage Wasteland? What's it? What's that called? That, uh, it, that's not Wasteland? the name of the song. It is, is it Teenage Wasteland? I thought well, it had a different there's name. There's another name to it. I'm, it actually yeah, I'm blanking on it as The song well, is called yeah. Bob O'Reilly. Uh, Bob O'Reilly. There you go. Yeah, right there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Love that song. There you go. There you go. Classic stuff. Who, good band. Uh, uh, back in, and this will show you how, how uh, I don't want to give away my age, but uh, back in the early 80s, right, the, the Who uh, were doing a tour which was supposed to be their last tour. So I ended up, uh, you know, getting some tickets with uh, some friends, and uh, my parents wouldn't let me go. They were playing at the old Chase Stadium. <laughs> so, oh, but nice. the thing yeah. is, yeah, yeah, but the thing is, uh, it wasn't their last tour. No, <laughs> not by a long shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all came around and figured, oh, man, we need more money. Let's go back on tour. Yeah. Hey, Sean Engel, how, how, has your dad been a little depressed uh, lately? You mean uh, in what sort of oh, sense? Oh, with Kiss's last tour. Because oh, of Kiss's right. last tour. Yeah. Yeah, has, has, uh, you know, I want you to be <laughs> a little nicer to him around the house. I try. Uh, you know, I might try. be a little bummed. He did say that if they were ever come to uh, New York again, that he definitely would see him at least one last time with me. Of course, of there course, you, you have to. Yeah, especially. I always uh, put on he, great shows. I love to kiss yeah. live. They always put on great shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even this incarnation in the of them. Yeah, yeah. I saw this incarnation a couple of times too. They do. Saw him at uh, PNC and I saw him at the Garden. So good, good stuff. I actually got to see the Who, uh, whose last tour was Keith Moon back in 1976 when I was a kid. Wow, that's that's. that's I love awesome. concerts. I've been I've been to so many concerts in my lifetime. It isn't funny. I went. Mm-hmm. Me and my best friend went to see Elton John at the Garden seven nights in a row back in '76. Uh, wow, wow. You know, I only saw him once, and it was about I don't know, maybe three or four years ago. 
And unfortunately, like I think that's when I, I had to see him in the seventies because he was different then. You know, like he put on well, an before incredible he had show, his, right? Be, before he put, you know, had the the throat surgery, he was a yeah. lot better. But even without yeah. it, he still puts on a great show, in my opinion. No, he's still he's got one good of my pipes. Favorites. Yeah, he's have you seen him favorites. recently? I, I've seen him over fifty times in in his career. Yeah. But the thing is that with, the, with when I saw him a few years back uh, in Madison Square Garden, he'd do a song. He'd be behind the piano at the end of the song. He'd come from behind the piano and and take a bow. <laughs> they go back to the piano. It's like yeah, but but in the seventies it was different, man. He was a different guy, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, the, we that was a, the first live concert I ever went to see was him, and that first mm-hmm. night at the Garden. And he actually came up out of the stage while the band was playing, dressed as a Statue of Liberty, jumped off this podium <laughs> onto his piano and started mm-hmm. playing. There you go. So there yeah, go. it was much different back then. <laughs> <laughs> Much right, so let's more get back flamboyant to... back when the day when he was claiming he was still straight. Go figure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. Uh, so let's get back. Hey, um, you want to? Uh, last week we took some calls uh, at the th- top of the three o'clock hour. We want to do that again. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, listeners, uh, if you have any questions for uh, the Tasmaniac here, uh, Jim Tay, uh, regarding any lineup or trade issues, 844-843-6879. Just wait till the the top of the hour or whatever. Then uh, Sean will open up the lines for you and we'll get your answers uh, for you. Ravens, Browns. uh, Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about uh, the... Makeup of these teams here now. So Alex Collins' second goal line fumble of the, the season last week. Uh, just more, more uh, Buck Javorius Allen. Oh, absolutely, it has to be. They just trust him with the ball at this point. They just don't trust Collins. And at mm-hmm. this point, how could you? He keeps giving up the ball at the goal line. You can't give him that chance. So you know, while Buck Allen is known to be the pass catching back, now that he gets goal line duties too, he gets a little bit of both worlds. Right, and uh, just a, an aside. Uh, Hayden Hurst might be making his de- debut. Uh, a lot of people are high on him, tight end for the Ravens. I don't know how much he'll play, but uh, you know, just keep an eye out. And uh, you know, the tight end, like we mentioned, tight end position has been a disaster in fantasy so far this year. But on yeah, the but Browns side, have a couple. Yeah, uh, well, Cleveland, yeah. Mark Andrews, has, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Baltimore <laughs> has a couple of tight ends that have been playing pretty well so far, including In his place, the other yeah. rookie Mark Andrews. So it'll yeah, be interesting yeah. to what happens when he does come back. If they continue mm-hmm. to play all three of these guys, it'd be interesting. Right. right. It's going to kill fantasy owners, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and nobody cares about fantasy owners. You know <laughs> that, right? <laughs> NFL coaches sure don't. All they're worried about is winning these dumb games. But, yeah, <laughs> really. I, they should have a little sympathy and compassion for us. Right, right. Uh, so on the Brown side, uh, we saw uh, Nick Chubb. I mean, uh, you know, I think the narrative at the start of the season was, hey, you know, Carlos Hyde, he's going to hold the job down for uh, for Chubb. And Chubb, uh, three carries for 105 yards, pretty big touchdown run, 63 and 41-yard uh, touchdowns. Uh, do you think that this is the beginning of the end for Carlos Hyde? I mean, uh, I was looking at his numbers, uh, enters week five on a uh, pace for career high touches. Uh, his actually snap rates have climbed each week, right? And uh, the, 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 the yards per carry, eh, you know, very uh, pedestrian 3.43. Uh, but he has been getting work inside the five. Uh, so uh, what are we thinking? I mean, uh, what, what, how long does uh, do the Hyde owners have? <laughs> I think they have all season. Um, Chubb will get his plays. He might even see a few more. But he he just, while he's a big playmaker coming off last week, we saw that. He has that ability to make those big plays. Hyde has been very strong and consistent for him. Uh, It gets him in the end zone. He's getting goal line carries, what you want to see from a a running back that gets those chances. And he's converting a good percentage of them. So he's going to continue to do that. Chubb is going to get a little bit of his. And then, you know, we also saw Duke Johnson get a little bit more involved last week than he had previously as well. So, you know, it could definitely come down to where it's a point of all trying to get all three of these guys playing time ends up hurting all of them again for fantasy. But right now, Mm -hmm. you know, I still think that Carlos Hyde is the guy to own. Could that change? Absolutely. You know, if they continue uh, to lose games and they have no reason to to not get Chubb more chances, that could change. But I don't think it does. I think they have Hyde pretty much uh, 
on a one-year contract. I know he signed a three-year contract, but I almost guarantee you it's set up in such a way they can get out of it after first year sure. if they need to. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they're paying him $5 million this year, so they're going to try and get their money's worth and at the same time keep Chubb healthy and available mm-hmm. going into next year. Right. Uh, Antonio Callaway is a guy that uh, you know, we fantasy owners were getting excited about, and he probably still has an opportunity to, to put up some some numbers for us, for the community. Big play potential. Just been having an episode uh, with drops, right? Uh, three balls bouncing off his hands, fumbled the punt, uh, and that could end up costing some playing time. Oh, it absolutely could. I mean, the coach even called him out on it this week uh, because of that. And, and mm-hmm. you know, they're, while he's expected to play this week, he's, he is banged up a little bit with a bad knee injury. But he didn't, you know, coach is calling him out because of the mistakes. He's highly targeted the last two weeks. And like you said, he only caught seven of, of those targets and not what they expected. So it, it could absolutely be something where we start to see them scale him back a little bit until he curtails those mistakes. And it, because mm-hmm. of that, we may start to see um, a, a little bit more of Richard Higgins get involved. Right, right. He might be a thing, right? Uh, last year. Uh, for a Definitely week or so, he was like, eye the, on. "Yeah, yeah." And uh, uh, Ravens D very good, getting back Jimmy Smith, uh, but they have been a little bit uh, vulnerable in the middle of the field. Uh, you know, uh, Njoku last week kind of modest, five for fifty-two against the Raiders. Uh, any hope for uh, a little bit more out of Njoku this week? Well, that's about what Baltimore has been giving up on an average. They've only given up 20, 20 passes to uh, tight ends, 221 yards. So right in that that range of what they average a week, they have yet mm-hmm. to give up a touchdown to any tight ends. Uh, again, they you know they faced Cincinnati in week two and Pittsburgh in week four. So you know mm-hmm. they've gone up against some pretty decent tight ends and held them pretty well. They're only allowing uh, an average of 10.5 PPR points to the position, which is right in that range. Five catches for 50 yards is probably what we can expect as a ceiling from Njoku in this game. Hmm. So uh, what are we thinking in terms of uh, game script for this uh, matchup here? Well, look, both of these defenses playing pretty well. I mean, oh, Cleveland has been playing better than their numbers show, I think, anyway. They, they gave up you know, the one big game. But I expect uh, this to be a tight scoring game. But Baltimore is playing really good right now, both defensively and offensively. I think they're going to be a little much. Um, and I think they cover this three and a half points. But I do think this game goes under the 45 and a half uh, over under total that Vegas has them at. Mm. All right. Uh, in the interest of trying to get some more games in here, why don't we uh, move on? Uh, and we have the uh, Steelers at home. Uh, against uh, the Falcons. And uh, this one, uh, the odds makers are looking at a, uh, a big-time over-under. I have them at 58. I'm going to look and see what the real num- what the number is right now. And uh, they have it at 58. The live and number. With, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 58 and a half with a minus three from Pittsburgh. Yeah. So uh, Steelers coming in at 1-2-1. One, and one. Falcons at 1-3. and three. It's kind of like a must-win for both teams. Absolutely a must-win for both Mm -hmm. teams if they have any thoughts of getting into the playoffs this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and Pittsburgh's just been shooting themselves in the foot. A couple of games they absolutely should have won, didn't take advantage of. I think, uh, you know, at home this week, I think they're a pretty good bet to to cover those three. But I do think this is definitely a big shootout game. And, you know, even at 58, I'm going to take the over in this one. Uh, I think we get both of these teams could easily get into the 30s because neither one of them could stop anybody through the air. So far, Pittsburgh is 32nd against opposing quarterbacks, while Atlanta is 28th. Yeah, uh, yeah, like uh, Steelers, like you mentioned, third most uh, fantasy points per game to to the wide receivers, the second most receiving yards to that position, and the Falcons given up seven touchdowns to wide receivers all in the past three weeks, and the Falcons defense has just been decimated by injuries. Uh, yeah, really, but, kicked, uh, yeah, their yeah, butt kicked yeah, that way. Yeah, and they yeah, keep yeah. dropping each and every week. <laughs> yeah, the only yeah, team that absolutely. might be in worse position right now is in Indianapolis. I mean, that was a mm-hmm. joke the other night that they couldn't even field a fifty-two man team. They only had forty-four <laughs> real active players. 
Right, right. Uh, and Matty Ryan, uh, 10 touchdowns, one interception in his last three games. Uh, Falcons offense has scored 30 points or more in three straight, and, and they have to because of that defense, right? <laughs> Absolutely. They're going to keep continuing to fly just the way they are. And th- mm-hmm. this is a team you're going to see highly stacked in DFS this week on both sides yeah. of the ball. And one of those mm-hmm. games where if you, you know, if, let's say if you want to go with a Pittsburgh stack, I highly recommend throwing in an Atlanta player on the other side to offset yeah. that a little bit. Just in case, yeah, yeah. Uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, you know, it's always, not always, but sometimes it's hard for a, a rookie wide receiver to make an immediate impact. I mean, look at the the, the, the rookies around. Uh, James Washington on the other side of this game for Pittsburgh still trying to find his way. You know, you have Arizona's Christian Kirk, but, man, Ridley, man, six touchdowns in his last three games. Uh, you know, Well, what's even more amazing in the fact that he's getting the touchdowns is the fact that he's still the least amount of targeted wide receiver on the team, both Jones. And right. Sanu are getting more targets than him each and every week. They're out snapping him each and every week. Right now, Ridley is touchdown or bust. If he's not right, scoring right. those touchdowns, he's not getting any fantasy points. So at some point, the, the wheels are going to come off at least for a game yeah. or two because you can't keep that kind of momentum up in this league. Defenses will absolutely you know, learn Catch to, up uh, to you. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, change, change it up to make sure you're being, you know, at least thought of every single play. So, you know, I think this is a week where we see that change a little bit for Ridley. I, I, I'm not sure why. And there's no factual thoughts here. It's just a gut feeling that I think, you know, while everybody's on so hot on him and getting him involved, I think this might be the week where it changes up and we see Jones maybe even get in the end zone. Although, I don't know, it seems almost <laughs> like there's a barrier at that one yard line for Jones. <laughs> yeah. 17 of his last 19 games without a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just amazing. I, I can't even tell you how far back we got to go back to, to for Julio to get to the six touchdowns that Ridley right. already has. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Very good point. Uh, Devonta Freeman uh, uh, supposed to uh, come back this week. You just wonder how much uh, does he play, right? I mean, you're always worried about, at least I am, I'm worried about a running back uh, coming back from injury too soon. So, I mean, but he and uh, Tevin Coleman have coexisted in the past, and uh, Coleman's not going away. No, Coleman absolutely won't go away. He's been playing good, and they'll keep him involved. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, for both of these guys this week, Pittsburgh's defense has been playing well against the, the run. It's the pass that absolutely, you know, they can yeah. get beat on, and that's what we're going to see this week is that Atlanta's going to come out throwing. I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball against this Pittsburgh defense, who so far is only allowing 16.5 PPR points to the position on a given yeah. week. So um, only yeah. three touchdowns total, two through the air, one on the ground, and mm-hmm. uh, just not giving up a lot of yards either. Yeah. Uh, and on the other side, Falcons have given up the most receptions to running backs. And we spoke that uh, about James Conner, how there's some news that Le'Veon Bell might be joining the team in week seven. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if that affects his play at all. You know, uh, you know, I'm sure that everyone tries their hardest every week. But when you hear news like that, you know, uh, it might affect you one way or another. <laughs> but um well, plus the team has said they got to look for ways to get him the ball more. After that mm-hmm. great big week one, it's been steadily downhill since then, including a mm-hmm. poor week four last week. So they, they've already said this week they need to find ways to get the ball in his hands more. Mm-hmm. But you know how it is. Just because it's on the Internet doesn't make it true. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. So in the last minute we have, uh, just want to mention Vance McDonald, McDonald who's had double-digit fantasy points in uh, his last two games, if you're looking for help at the tight end position. Ryan Switzer may be someone to watch, getting a little bit more involved in the uh, pass offense. Uh, you've already said, and I agree with you, uh, that we, we agree with the game script in terms of this is going to be a very high-scoring game. You think the Steelers could do it at home, right? Uh, I I do think the Steelers are going to do it at home. It's a hard environment to play in. It absolutely Ben plays better at home. The defense plays better at home. I, I think Austin Hooper is a guy here we haven't talked about who could be a nice. a real sleeper this week. Right. All right. Well, we'll be taking some calls next uh, hour, and we can also go back to this game, talk a little Austin Hooper as well. You listen to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.